This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, presented by McConnell Automotive on Sports Radio 105.5 FM, online at WNSP.com, and on the WNSP app. The Dew Sweepers is also brought to you by the Taylor Martino Rowan Law Firm, Stokely Garden Express, Taco Mama, and Strixon Cleveland Golf. Now, stepping up to the tee, here's Golf Digest Top 50 and Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Tony Ruggiero. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the Dew Sweepers. I'm your host, Tony Ruggiero, here on the Dew Sweeper Lesson Tee. Um, <clears throat> first and foremost, it's the 23rd of January, December, excuse me, 23rd of December, two days before Christmas, day before Christmas Eve. I want to wish every single body listening to us a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, Happy Holidays. I can't thank all of you. I said this on the tour, Coach. I can't thank all of you enough for all of the support and all of the help and following us, being part of us, and everything that we do here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show and the Tour Coach Podcast. And once again, if you're listening and you and you listen to this, you're going to go like, well, it's a little different than the old Dew Sweepers used to be. Well, it, it is. And what we're doing is we're combining and we're taking the best of my Tour Coach Podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, wherever it is, you can you can go type in Tour Coach and you can have access to these conversations. But my podcast, the Tour Coach Podcast, are conversations and discussions with people that I meet, that I deal with, that I know, that I'm friends with, that I coach, that I teach, or that I think the world of from all around the world of golf. Okay, and they're from my travels here at my home in Mobile, Alabama in my studio here to Old Palm and where I teach a biggest chunk of my time down at Old Palm uh, Golf Club in in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, or whether it's at the Preserve or anywhere else uh, up at Bluebell in Philadelphia, wherever else I travel or on the PGA, LPGA, or Live Tour. And so if you love golf and you want to get better and you like golf uh, discussion, you'll love the Tour Coach Podcast. And I hope uh, hope you'll like uh, the one today, and the one today is is a discussion with a really good up and coming young instructor. I've been aware of him for a good while. Um, he's got an interesting story. I love the story of of teachers and coaches that come un- up under great uh, older old time old school coaches, and Jake Thurm has come up under the legendary Doc Suddy. He's doing a lot of cool stuff out there. He recently presented at the Top 100 Teachers Summit. So, um, anyways, kudos uh, to him and his success, but very interested in his story that you're going to hear, and there's lots to learn uh, from Jake's story. So you're going to hear that um, as well. But before we get into the helping you golf stuff, I want to thank, first of all, our sponsor, Taylor Martino and Rowan, our boy Ed Rowan. Look, uh, one of the things that uh, – I heard somebody discussing this was like people get in car wrecks and then they think everything's going to be okay. They think, uh, I don't have to worry. My insurance will take care of it. Well, like, and then they wait too long. And then, you know what? Like, then it's too late to really get the help you need. Look, if you've been in an accident or you need a lawyer, you need to call the person that's the best. That guy that's the best, that's going to fight for you. That's the most passionate. I mean, he's, 
he's a veteran. Uh, I mean, he's one of the smartest guys I know. He's one of the most passionate guys I know. He he looks for every angle, and he's going to fight like hell for you, and that's Ed Rowan, Taylor, Martino, and Rowan. So if you're in the sound of my voice and you need a lawyer, I hope you don't. But if you do, call Taylor, Martino, and Rowan, our boy Ed Rowan, at 433-3131. Interesting note, too, you can go to their website, Taylor, Martino, and Rowan, and there's a live chat, like, that's all available now, like on lots of these other things. I do it with Delta all the time when I'm booking and rebooking flights. You can message with somebody live. You can actually message with somebody live, ask questions about your case, help have them help you get in touch with Ed Rowan, Taylor, Martino, and Rowan, 433-3131. Also want to uh, uh, thank Blaine Stokely, Stokely's Midtown Garden Express, right there at the at the curve or at the loop, rather, on government. And, man, they've got everything you need to make your house for the holidays look, smell, appear, be, feel like you want it to for the holidays and going into the new year. And, uh, anyways, you can't – and they're better, there's nobody better to deal with out there than Blaine Stokely, Stokely's Midtown Garden Express. Also, special shout-out to Mitch McConnell and the folks at McConnell Automotive who have been supporting me for 10 years at least – here in Mobile, 12 years, Mobile, on the radio, on XM, on PGA Tour Radio, now podcasts, everything Dew Sweeper is always supported by uh, McConnell Automotive, and you can't forget Shrixon Golf, Vineyard Vines, and Bushnell Golf. So thanks to all our sponsors. We're now going to go to the Shrixon Cleveland Golf Tip of the Week. Uh, this goes, uh, I thought, appropriate. I had a fitting, met a, met a gentleman here at the studio I uh, was wanting to get some wedges for, for Christmas, did a little fitting. And in the midst of this fitting, so we found that, one, he had two wedges too close together. And I encourage you, with all these new sets and equipment that are out there, if you're going to get fit for wedges, start by finding out how far your pitching wedge goes. The pitching wedge for these new sets are often quite strong. And if you don't figure out how far that goes, you'll ultimately have some huge gap between that and your next wedge, as was the case. So first of all, find out how far your pitching wedge goes. Second thing, test the lie angles of your wedges. If you're pushing or pulling wedges, oftentimes these we- people, like when we're with a tour player, they get their lie angles uh, checked You know, every few weeks. They've got a tour van and a truck there that does it for them, right? Most recreational golfers never, ever get them checked. Um we found something interesting. He talked about how he pulls a lot of his stuff. I mean, his irons were just a degree or so too upright, and we, or you know, and we got these things fixed, and um, you know, put something that was a little flatter. And what do you know? The ball started more online. So, just a word of caution out there: if you're getting fit, or you've got clubs, and maybe one, you know, maybe you've got an iron or two that tends to hit it more left or more right than the other. Tip, go into – you can go into your local Edwin Watts. Uh, they're not a sponsor of the show at all anymore, but great folks down there, uh, very knowledgeable, got the ability. Have them check. Make sure all your lie angles match. It could be a huge help to you. Uh, sometimes missing greens could be as simple as making sure your equipment is intact and it's what you need to do. So that, my friends, is the Shrixon Cleveland Golf Tip of the Week. Uh, very much appreciative of Chip and Eddie and the folks. Um and all they do here for the Dew Sweepers and the Tour Coach. Um, like I said, we if you like what you've heard here, 
there's lots more content out there for you with the dew sweepers. You can obviously go to YouTube, type in dew sweepers, type in my name and go to our YouTube channel. And we post, I post scenes every day or every other day from our live teaching. It's, you know, things that we do, how to solve certain things in the, in your golf game. And, you know, we get close to a hundred thousand people watching these things. Um, you know, all together. So they're very popular, but there's lots of content out there. There's also a behind the, uh, behind the scenes, inside the ropes, look at some of our teaching, this content series that we did uh, with Bushnell called pro work. It's uh, incredibly well done. Uh, it's gotten, it's got some great stuff out there. So make sure you check out pro work and type that into your YouTube. Uh, it's on some of it's on uh, Bushnell, some of it's on mine. But uh, some fascinating stuff behind the scenes. You can always go to our Instagram, which most, you know, at least five, six days a week, I put some good stuff up there or stuff that I think is good. So check out our Instagram. You can also check out Morgan Hale Performance. She put some really good stuff up there as well. Or at Jackson K Golf, I think, uh, has got some great stuff from down at Atlantic Beach. But uh, anyways, lots of great stuff going on in Dew Sweeper World. We've got our uh, my golf camp for all my tour players first week of January. There'll be lots of content coming out from that. But uh, before that, a little bit of downtime, another day or so of teaching. But uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Thank for to all of you for all your support. You're the best out there. We're going to keep trying like heck to make you better at the game of golf. And I appreciate all of you. Enjoy this edition of the Dew Sweepers and the Tour Coach Podcast on WNSP. And also, um, you know, special thanks to Clint, who produces the radio show, the podcast, Clint Crouch, and all he does for me and for you Dew Sweepers out there. But Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll see you uh, next year on the tee and help make all of you play better golf. Watch that backswing and keep it out of the rough. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP, presented by McConnell Automotive. Once again, your host, Tony Ruggiero. All right. Uh, joining me here on the tour, Coach, somebody I've been wanting to get on in a while, uh, for a while. We've had, uh, yeah, sat in at a, uh, actually on a round table a while back. We were at Pinehurst a couple years ago at a golf magazine function, and he recently presented at the Top 100 Summit out in Phoenix, which I was not able to go to, but uh, heard great things about it. Um, one of the really bright uh, young coaches, I, I guess everybody's young compared to me now. So, um, But uh, anyways, having a lot of success, obviously one of the teachers to watch, combined with, uh, you know, best teacher in the state up in Chicago. It's got to be freezing cold up there he's got to be going trying to go to somewhere warm jake therm jake what's going on bud tony thanks for having me long time coming pleasure to be here yeah um, all those accolades is my first reaction is thank you and my second reaction is it's freaking weird coming from you man because i just want to i i you're, you're one of the guys that i'm always watching and i'm always striving to be uh more like uh you know, it's called mentorship and, and basically find somebody that's doing what you want to be doing and copy them. So I've been copying you for a long time. Well, I appreciate that. You need to find somebody better to copy. <laughs> but uh, you, you, you got to love a guy with low expectations. Huh? You know, though, like I, I was thinking about this the other day, 
you know, like I hate, I hate, I don't hate it, but like this, you know, the whole award thing, it's incredibly flattering and it's obviously a big part of our business, right? I mean, look, and anybody that says it doesn't matter or it is important, right? But like, you know, then, you know, then you're kind of obligated to write the post on the social media thing. I hate doing that, right? You know, because it's like, but, uh, but it's part of it. And, but then as I was doing it, I was thinking like, man, like, you know, when I started this 20 something years ago with working for Hank Johnson and, uh, Wayne Flint. And I mean, man, I was just happy, man. I, I was just happy to be able to pay my rent. Right. Right. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I mean, we love what we do, but we do do it for money. Yeah. Right. So, right? You know, and like when you, when you start in it, you start into it because you love it and you want to get good at it and you're wanting to help people and you're trying. I mean, I, I don't know about you. Like I was trying my best to figure out how to make a living. I mean, when I first started, I had my Ford Explorer repossessed. In fact, I got into a rental car last night because I left my car down in Palm Beach and I got this rental car and it was a Ford Explorer. I was like, last one I had one of these, you got repoed. I mean, it made me, <laughs> made me a little nervous at Christmas time. I think the repo man might come up to my house. But, you know, um, but anyways. Taking a, taking a girl back to my place involved going to the uh, backseat of my Nissan Altima. Back in the day. So. <laughs> hey, those things, hey, it shows what kind of player you were. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's better 200,000 miles on that thing. Hey, I tell everybody when I, you know, there was a period of time, it was called the sportsman golf course at the time. Uh, now it's Perdido Bay country club down near the Florabama package store and lounge on the, on the state line. And there was a few months stretch there where I was really struggling. And I, I had no power in this little, little house in, in orange beach. And, I always said you had a, and I, those were my crazy single days. There's some good stories. That's a podcast all in its own. Um, <laughs> and would not want my daughter or anybody listening to it. But, anyways, uh, like, I mean, I told somebody you had to be really good and creative because you had to get chicks and girls early before the light, before they knew you didn't have power, or it had to be so late that it didn't matter. So when I worked for Suddy and I couldn't, I didn't have two nickels to rub together out of college. I'm, I'm working down in uh, Naples, mm-hmm. but uh, I can't, I can't afford to stay at any place in Naples. Right. So I have to, I have to drive an hour and fifteen every day from uh, Fort Myers. Okay. And uh, I had a friend of a friend or a friend of a client or whatever, and I really didn't have any clientele, so that was very limited. Um, and they're like, "Hey, we've got a." Uh, a townhouse down there that we rent out. You, you can just stay there. I'm like, okay, cool. So I, I get to this place, figure out which one it is. And then I go, I, I call them. I'm like, where'd you hide the key? And they're like, oh no, we got the keys up here and they, they live in New York or wherever. And I'm like, okay, so how do I get in? They're like, well, um, you can call a locksmith or, or you can break in. <laughs> and I go, and I'm like, well, I can't afford locksmith. So they're like, yeah, you know, just, uh, like, uh, like, you know, put a brick through the front uh, window and then reach around to unlock the door. So I did that. And uh, it's the, the only time I was ever, uh, you know, I, I was breaking and entering, though I was given permission to do so. <laughs> and then uh, I got in there and not only did I not have power, but I did not have furniture. So um, anytime I would ever have, you know, somebody come back uh, to the, you know, you had, I had an inflatable mattress and... Uh, and no lights and no furniture, but it's okay because there's a lot of natural sunlight. 
those are the early days. It makes you yeah. somebody, you know, somebody said to me the other day, like, man, you know, you work hard, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we, we all do. And, and, you know, I said, man, like, I, I'm still the guy that's afraid that, like, I'm going to wake up one day and there's nothing on the lesson book and that it isn't going to be where you're booked way out and you got people paying X amount for lessons. And, like, you know, I, I, I don't know if that's good or bad or what that says about me, but, like, I, right. I you know, I live every month and, and, you know, when you do what we do, most of us, you know, you you make your living off of how many lessons you give and what you teach and how you do. So every month starts fresh, right? You know, there's no guaranteed next month you're going to make enough to, to pay your nut, you know. And so uh, but I but I think that also is why some of us are successful, because you you know, I think that that's a motivating factor and, and people don't want to go back to those early days. And I think also I respect and admire people that like you're talking about your living situation with Doc Suddy and that came up under great old teachers because those guys and I'm sure Doc was the same. I've heard stories like. I mean, those guys were hard on us. Oh my God! You know, so there's a there's a generation of teachers out there that I kind of wonder uh, could have handled what I did. None um, of them nowadays so, could. None. None. No, there's a there's a sensitivity that you know the knowledge is so readily available. So I do think they know more at a younger age. But there's a sensitivity out there. I think Tom Brady said it: a softening. Uh, I, I, well, I'll quote, I'll quote George Carlin, a pacification of America, right? Yeah. So, um, so I, uh, the these young teachers I, are playing flag football. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's pillow fights, not, uh, not drag out knockout fights, but, um, yeah. So, uh, and again, I don't want to talk about, uh, carrying ice up six flights of stairs, but at the same time, uh, the very first time I ever coached or, uh, uh, taped for Jim on the PGA tour. So Jim McLean's guys were out there, Carbone and all those, those were the guys I was drinking with that night. Uh, sometimes on the champions tour, sometimes it was like with guys like Keith Burgess and Tom Pertzer and everything. It was a good life for a 23 year old. So anyways, mm -hmm. I go, I go out there and I, I videotape. I mean, that's all we had V one and I'm videotaping. And by the way, these guys aren't waiting and I'm calling them Mr. And sir, would you mind if I tape you? And I'm getting the riot act from Hale Irwin, <laughs> uh, from Jim Colbert and all that kind of stuff. Uh, getting lectured, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, you know, I think people want to look at Tiger Woods playing, not yours, but uh, thanks for the uh, lecture. But anywho, uh, so I, I get really good at, at taping. I spend about seven, eight hours out there straight, so I get back, I give the tape to Doc. I'm being paid to do this, and he takes a look at the first two, and the angles aren't good, and the sizing isn't good, so he takes out the tape and throws it against the wall. And basically just says, uh, as it hits the wall, you wasted your time today. <laughs> and then the funny, the funniest thing is I told him, I go, then don't pay me. And he goes, no, I'm going to pay you. And I'm like, no, I, I'm not accepting. It. You know, so we, we have this little, I'm like, I'm not taking it. I go, you just said, it's not, it's not to your quality. I accept that. Um, this is my first time doing it. I'll, I'll do better the next time. So the next time I do it, right. So, so there's a generation of teachers that would have walked out right there. Like, For sure. why would you put up with that? Yeah. And I, I took it as that's why this man is where he's at. Okay, so I have to, I have, to, you know, if you want to make a change in your life, you need to raise your fucking standards. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, so his standards are very high. So the next time I go out there and tape, and here's the other thing: everybody wants credit, everybody wants to be thanked. Uh, by the way, try being married. Um, that that shit ain't coming your way. So, 
anyways, I go out there the second time and I'm taping at Bay Hill. Uh, you know, and you got Immelman play. This is early 2000s, early mid 2000s. You got guys like Immelman playing great and all this stuff. And, and I, uh, you know, got Appleby out there, Tiger, everybody. So I'm out there. I met Arnold Palmer. What a great freaking moment that was. Anyways, I take eight, nine hours, come back. Jim looks at the first two, then he looks at the third one. Nods his head. Doesn't say a word. <laughs> Doesn't say good job. No, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't say this is way better. Yeah, honestly, this is the standard that he lived by or lives by, and this is what he expects. And you don't get credit for doing your effing job. That's the thing. So the, the message was loud and clear right there. It's like it's like Chris Rock said, being proud to, to, that you've never gone to jail. You're not supposed to. You Correct. shouldn't be proud that you did your job correctly. But but you should be okay with hearing from your mentor when you didn't live up to your, uh, to his expectations. Right. So, uh, there was always those moments with doc doc. And again, I say this with all, I love that man. For I, sure. I, I adore that. That, that man is my golf father. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there was other moments where he would say something and, uh, and again, he's a doctor of kinesiology and, and these words that are more prevalent in our industry now, but uh, not so much back then uh, uh, and not so readily available to, with all golf teachers. And I went to a lot of other golf instructors, too, that they would let me watch them teach. But anyways, these uh, kinesiology terms, these biomechanical terms, he would say something and then I would just smile at him and he'd look at me and he'd be like, what? And I go, yeah, what does that mean? And he goes, you don't know what that means? And I go, no, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? And he goes, how the hell are you going to help anybody? <laughs> he would tell me that. <laughs> and then my my last story on, on on the great man Jim Study, my last one, is Dr. Christian Marquardt came over with Sam Putt. It was very early, it was like 2004 when it first came over. He was staying at Twin Eagles. Uh, truth be told, I don't think Doc loves putting, but I think he would argue that. Um, so he would, he, he would always say, hey, you learn how to use the device and then you teach me. Right? I did the same with TrackMan. I did the same with Sam Putt, with Doc, all this stuff. So he goes, uh, with Sam Putt, he goes, Brad Faxon's coming in. Uh, make sure. And, and at the time, he was teaching Brad, and he was teaching Lauren Roberts, right? He, okay. he taught for 20 years. And I've got Sam Putt, this new technology, and I, I'm putting it on these great putters, you know, the, the halo on these great putters. Right? So Doc goes, I'm going to help him with a swing. Why don't you go down the putting green? and set up Sam Putt, uh, you know, six-foot or eight-foot or whatever it was. And then he goes, make sure it's straight. I'm like, no problem. So I get down there. I use a step meter. No problem. Straight. Set it all up. Doc drives by. Uh, Brad's still on the back of the range. Doc goes, is that straight? And I go, it's straight. I use a step meter. It's straight. He goes, it doesn't look straight. He goes, why don't you do it again? So I'm like, okay. So <laughs> I use the step meter. I check it again. Sure enough, it's straight, but you know what? Now I moved it like a, a centimeter or a millimeter to the left or the right or whatever. All right, now it's straight. Now it's straight. So anyways, we get down there. I'm excited. I'm a 22-year-old, 23-year-old, and Brad Faxon's walking up, and I'm going to put something on his putter, and I'm going to tell him what the heck this thing's telling us. And uh, it's the, I'm putting the halo on. I'm making sure it's at 90 degrees at angles. And, and I'm so excited. And then the first thing is that as I'm doing it, he goes, 
well, or Doc goes, well, this butt's supposed to be straight, but I don't think it's straight. <laughs> right, in front of, right in front of him, undresses me, and then um, uh, Brad rolls one putt, looks at Doc, goes, yeah, it's straight. <laughs> that was it. How funny so, is that? Yeah, so I, I just don't. If I could give one piece of advice to the younger teachers than I, thanks for calling me young, by the way. Um, only in our business would I be considered that. I'm, I'm like at the halfway house now of life. Um, <laughs> but anywho, anywho, uh, if I give one piece of uh, advice to teachers, is don't be afraid to take your lumps, especially from a, someone that you respect, someone what you want to be like. They're probably where they're at because of how they are. Correct. It's, it's not... It's not personal. It's just business. This is Tony Ruggiero. You've been listening to the Tour Coach Podcast, part of the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, and my conversation with one of the really great up-and-coming instructors, Jake Thurm. We'll be right back with more help for your golf game. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show. Live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Keep it in the fairway with Golf Digest Top 50 and Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Tony Ruggiero. This is Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show. The Tour Coach Podcast is what you're listening to. If you like this content, go wherever you find your podcast, type in the Tour Coach. There's more of these discussions for your you or your favorite golfer out there. You can find anything you need to play better golf wherever you find the Tour Coach Podcast, which is wherever you find podcasts. Or you can go to our YouTube page, type in the Dew Sweepers, and check out a lot of our content. It's all designed to help you play better golf. We're now going to go back to Tour Coach Podcast with Jake Thurn, which is brought to you, as always, by Stokely's Midtown Garden Express and McConnell Automotive here in Mobile, Alabama. Well, let, what, let's talk about some of the things. You obviously had a great upbringing. I, I respect that a lot, I, I and, and I... I encourage, you know, we do a lot. Justin Parsons, Wayne Flint, and myself, Jackson, obviously, we have that golf mentoring page. I think that it's important because I think in this day and age of it's – I think the teaching summits are great. I'm I'm not big on the certification that people go do. I think that's a waste of time. But, like, I, you know, I, I think we're missing the – because of all the phones and stuff, the opportunity to go work under people and really learn and really be mentored. And and you mentioned that Doc was your golf father. And I, and I think that relationship, we're missing out on parts of that, you know. There's, it, it, because, there's no question. You know, Hank and I had a – I mean, it, you, you could have a 30 for 30 on that relationship. I mean, you know, when he passed, we didn't sp- speak a lot. But, like – I mean, he meant the world to me and, but he, and he taught me more than how to teach golf. He taught me how to do things the right way. He taught me how you present things. He taught me how to be a professional. He taught me how to treat other people. Uh, he taught me more than golf. And I think we're missing part of that. I really do. I, and I'm outspoken about it. And I don't know that going to take a two day certification seminar teaches you that i so i i I love people like you that have gone through that and survived it i always say survived but what are some of the things you took from doc and and how has that impacted your teaching now and and when you now that you're you know you're obviously successful you got great players and you look back on it 
Jake, like, what do you say? Like, man, like, I've come a long way from Doc, but some of this shit's still the same. Right. So certification is not mentorship, and a, and a true apprenticeship always happens at the hand of a master. So if you don't know what his living room smells like, then I, I don't really think you learn much from him because I learn more over drinks than I ever did um, going to a seminar. So, um, yeah, the, the thing that I – I use a lot of technology. Everybody knows that. Um, force plates, launch, 3D, all that stuff. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But what I have tried to do, and perhaps this means that I don't get as many followers as though, you know, there, there's a fork in the road right here. You can use this technology to uh, disprove some of the things that were out there by previous generations of instructors uh, throughout time. We have like 200 years of golf instruction book, right? Yeah, it's Percy Boomer learning, I'm learning golf, but Ernest Jones swing the club head, you know, Alex J. Morrison, uh, Stuart Maiden, uh, all these guys, all these books that I read when I was, um, you know, when I was learning golf, it was only because I had a library card, you know? So yeah. anyways, uh, there is, there's a fork in this road. So you can use this technology to say, uh, I have seen further, and that is dead wrong. You know, John Jacobs, stuff like that, practical golf. Um, What I have chosen to do, and again, maybe it means less followers, but I sleep fine at night and have a reflection in the mirror. So um, basically, uh, I've used the latest technology, and I will continue to do so to prove the genius of the previous generation of instructors, and none starts sooner than Dr. Study. So. Um, when you're doing 3D, when these biomechanical terms are in our ethos and that we're using them on a daily basis to speak more correctly, right? Um, these were words that he was using, like I said, 20 years ago. And then the funniest thing is when I discover certain things uh, while using this technology, I would be like, you know, it, I, I just yesterday I used uh, five lessons as an example from uh, Hogan's book about how he wanted the toe line positioned and how that affects decline. And then uh, then he, the guy goes, how did Hogan figure that out? I go, because he was a freaking freak, man. He was a savant. I go, I go, he couldn't have explained it like this, but the ball behaved. Correct. And that was enough, right? So um, did he have every single thing in that book correct? No. Uh, should, should a book from 70 years ago be 100% correct? I don't think so. That would be an indictment on our learning, right? We don't make cars like we did 60 years ago. That doesn't mean those people are stupid, right? Yeah. We've evolved over time, but there are certain messages, there are certain things that have stood the test of time, and that's what I like to do. I like to use the technology to prove the genius of generations of instructors that have come before me that were just doing the best with what they had, and that's all I'm doing. I'm doing the best with what I have. I'm very interested in what comes out next, right? And I'm kind of going that route right now with uh, motion to coach and virtual reality and stuff like that. But there's things I'm saying that's wrong, and I can't wait to learn what they are so I can stop saying I'm wrong. Yeah, I talk all the time and and say that, like, you know, what I've – what my base, if you will, that I learned to teach in, and I think all of us that, you know, were mentored, we we had a foundation that we learned to teach within, right – and as I've gone along and I've added tech and, um, you know, like I use way more tech than probably people think that I do. And, you know, what I have, what I've taught 
and that foundation really hasn't changed, which to me is a testament to how good my foundation and my mentor, the mentoring they did to me was. Now my understanding and maybe ways to coach it, maybe refining the motions and all that stuff has changed. And it's helped me help people and reach more people, explain things better. But, you know, I think, again, that's a testament to how great some of these some of these guys, these legends that we've had the opportunity to learn from were. Especially when you look at they didn't have 3D or they they didn't have force plates and, you know, uh, but but, you know, they were geniuses. I I got to spend time around Jimmy Ballard. I've gotten to spend time around Bob Posse. That's a great story in itself. And and the funniest thing is with all these great instructors that I continue to try to be around, learn from, so on, um, what I've learned from them above all else, is that they are master communicators mm-hmm. in their own way, right? In an, and not only in a, in a very authentic way, mm-hmm. because, while uh, uh, well, I'll just say it, Bob Toski once watched me teach a lesson and I improved the ball flight, so I felt pretty good about myself. This gets back to it, stop being so damn sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. So I improved the ball flight, um, you know, it's a slicer, got got to see one turnover and stuff felt good about it young instructor go to Toski and Toski goes yeah I didn't like that lesson so much and I go you didn't like it I go he left he, he was happy he saw this ball play he had this goal he, he's a slicer now he has a, a roadmap of how to how to you know become a drawer and, and so on and so forth he, he he told me that was he goes oh that was a great lesson right so Toski's like yeah I didn't like it so much I go what do you even like about it he goes you're too nice in a lesson. <laughs> and I go, I'm too nice. And he goes, yeah. I go, well, isn't this a service that they're paying for, uh, Bob? And, and he goes, uh, you know, and I've already sworn on this, so I'll do it again. He goes, listen, who's the fucking expert? You or him? He goes, if he could, <laughs> he goes, if he, if he could improve himself, why wouldn't he have? He wouldn't have needed you. He needs you. Right. He goes, I don't, he goes, I don't care what he's accomplished out in whatever his field is. He goes, he's in your office right now. Okay. And so I always took that to heart and I always took some of that. And that, that again, if we're calling that old school, uh, you know, the funniest thing is everything comes back around. I, I really like that. Um, especially when you're talking about like teaching juniors and stuff like that. Because they found you, you didn't find them. They told you they wanted to be a good player. Right. So the only way this works is if they meet you halfway, right? You Correct. Meet, you will meet them halfway, but they have to meet you halfway. They can't go home and play Fortnite all day and, and ask why they're not a plus handicap and why colleges aren't looking at them. Exactly. You know, they, can't, they, can't, they can't swing at 106 and expect to have anything anymore, you know? No, I, I agree with that, and I, you know, uh, wholeheartedly and and again i think that the art uh, going back to what you said i i think that if you look at folks that have had great success in our field they're ma- the, the ones that have had the very best success are the are master communicators you know and and again you could we had butch on the podcast on our mentoring thing a couple weeks ago and I mean, that was one of the things he talked about. I mean, and I do. I think nowadays most of us have a lot of the same information. I mean, everybody may have different preferences, a little bit beliefs, but man, the best people are the best communicators. If Butch Harmon tells you 
you got a good swing or I like your swing. You walk to the tee two inches taller and two inches longer, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, okay? 100%. Because that guy, that guy is in black and white photos as a kid watching Hogan hit. Correct. Okay? Mm-hmm. Butch, Butch has swag. And he has his own style, okay? And, and his style is to uh, kick them in the ass when they need it and pump them up when they need it. Right. Okay? Absolutely. And that's missing in today's instruction. We, everybody on the Internet can fix everybody because they can see from afar uh, what is wrong. So why don't you just tell them that? As if these great players, these PGA Tour players, don't have a mind of their own. Right. This is Tony Ruggiero. You've been listening to the Tour Coach Podcast, part of the Do Sweepers Golf Show, and my conversation with one of the really great up-and-coming instructors, Jake Thurm. We'll be right back with more help for your golf game. Watch that backswing and keep it out of the rough. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP, presented by McConnell Automotive. Once again, your host, Tony Ruggiero. This is Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show. The Tour Coach Podcast is what you're listening to. If you like this content, go wherever you find your podcast. Type in the Tour Coach. There's more of these discussions for your you or your favorite golfer out there. You can find anything you need to play better golf wherever you find the Tour Coach Podcast, which is wherever you find podcasts, or you can go to our YouTube page, type in the Dew Sweepers, and check out a lot of our content. It's all designed to help you play better golf. We're now going to go back to Tour Coach Podcast with Jake Thurm, which is brought to you, as always, by Stokely's Midtown Garden Express and McConnell Automotive here in Mobile, Alabama. That's my pet peeve. I, you know, and I don't put on social media, I very seldom put a, tour player out there and, and ever put anything anybody's working on right because you get these jerk offs that i mean you know guys shoots 86 and you know he's got an opinion you know uh, it's it's it, it, it drives me insane you know so let, let's talk about so talk a little bit about what what you did uh what what you do your presentation what you did and what you got going on there at the pg at uh the golf magazine summit i, I want to hear a little about it all right well this is this is funny um so uh first off presenting at the top 100 summit is literally like changing your profile picture on facebook to uh having one with your shirt off okay yeah you're gonna feel very <laughs> you're gonna feel very judged very quickly that is a tough room to talk in so to me, the only way to approach that is gratitude and humble. I mean, right up front, front row is Adam Schreiber, one of my favorite people in the world. Boy, he's okay. the best. He's a legend. The, he is absolutely a legend. And there he is. In t- he, there was other teachers, and I won't say their name, at least on this, I'll tell you later, uh, that, that talk during other people's presentations, that, that, that say anything that they think is wrong. There's even one guy that hijacked the presentation and walked up on stage, all that kind of stuff. Right? I know who that there is. There I go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, exactly. Um, so Shrives is right up front and he is in tune to everything I'm saying. And the first thing I say is, listen, there's, there is a lot of teachers in here that have coached PGA Tour professionals. There's a lot of uh, and major champions that have raised prodigies here. I go, I'm extremely humbled to think that maybe I can give you an idea. But uh, the, the thing that was comforting is I was up there with my one of my best friends in the world uh, is Kevin Streelman. He's been my client since 2014. We've had our bumps along the way. But like I said at the Open, you know, whether it was 2014 or ever since we were 14, 
you know, like just like every great love story, we're still here, baby. Yeah. So um, what we were just talking about is two second place finishes and kind of what I noticed in 3D. It got some publicity about my, my famous garage, which I, my garage is like a golf lab. Uh, sometimes I post a little bit of that. So just using the 3D and what we were looking at and then how it relates to the ball flight. And really, I think the point of any speaking engagements is to make one. Like the point should be to make a point. And my point on it was that when you're working with a guy that's on the PGA tour, probably they want one of two things, if not both, probably both. They want help with a certain shot and they want the eradication of another shot. So what I called it was that we always have to work in the opposite of the piss off. That's what I said. <laughs> so basically, when I when I started coaching, or even around like the doc study days, when I'm around the Azingers, the Funks, and all these guys, the Rocko, all these guys that are coming in, I, re, I I was under the opinion I'm like, well, all tour pros hate a left miss, right? That's what Hogan said. That's what Trevino said. I'm like, that's got to be it. And then when I get out there, is yeah. There's a lot of pros that don't like a left miss, but not all of them. And, and Kevin's piss off shot is high spinning and right. Again, top 20 driving accuracy typically drivers the best club in his bag. But when he sees high spinning and right, he knows these young guys are knocking it way by him. And just like uh, Owen Wilson said in Wedding Crashers, we're not that young. So yep. we can't give up that kind of distance. So um, everything that we do is in, um, is in training the opposite uh, ball flight for that. Truth be told, Kevin plays pretty good having it fall left or right. He's pretty damn neutral. He's pretty damn straight as it goes. He likes that. He doesn't like to see a lot of curve on the ball. But when we're training, it's to get, avoid the opposite miss. I, I, I'm going to want him to train a little bit more curve, especially a, more of a push-draw pattern for him. Now, a guy like Tim Petrovic, the exact opposite. I don't ever want – I don't want his ball to think it can make a left-hand turn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, because that's working in, in, in reference to his piss-off shot. So, uh, so what we did there is, uh, again, it, it was, I, I felt like it was a good presentation. Um, the guy who was given X's and hijacking actually told me next to the urinal that he thought it was worthy of the main stage, which it probably hurt him to say something nice. But um, I digress. Uh, we were talking about uh, getting Kevin to look, and I know you'll love this getting Kevin to load his right side in the backswing, Mm -hmm. right? I do think we're moving away from this whole fixed access, uh, centered pivot, all this kind of stuff, because we're realizing that if you're truly going to hit the ball, you need to load your – got to shift your mass, right? Right. You have to shift your mass. Uh, The timing of that, and my whole point in 3D, ground reaction course, all that, the timing of it matters more to me than the magnitude, Okay. So people are trying to increase uh, lateral rotational and vertical uh, forces, right? But the funniest thing is it's more about the ramping up and the time frame that you have that will ultimately determine that player's success, right? Simply by maximizing all these verticals. Now, if you're, you're given a kid who is a specimen and you want to go down that route, you know, to be honest with you, I, I think you're probably right to do so. But when you have a guy who's 45 years old on the PGA Tour, right? You're not there to necessarily maximize. You're there to harmonize, quote Mark Blackburn, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it is the time frame, the sequencing of events in a very short period of time that matters a great deal more to me to a 45-year-old guy who's been on the PGA Tour since 2008 
and never come close to losing this card, right? Um, so basically, we uh, we were talking about getting him to load his right hip. He had gone to somebody else, told them they wanted to increase his pelvic rotation, and here's what's cool. In 3D on my suit um, and on the, the Motion to Coach app, basically, he was getting about 37 degrees of pelvic rotation in the backswing, even on a driver, which would be at the lower end. Right. And he was he was focusing on that. That was his sole intent. As he was doing that, he was cheating it a little bit, right? So he was spinning his hips, turning his hips, twisting his hips right off the bat, and that would keep his forward bend. So his upper his upper body would move further behind the ball, so his tilt would get more away, and he still wasn't actually rotating his pelvis any. So I got him to start loading it. I told him basically, you know, kind of Rory style, let's keep the buttons and buckle at the ball or at the target line longer as you kind of push down a lead foot, load the trail hip. Uh, you know, again, for a for an iron, that might be an inch. That felt like a mile to him because of how much he had ingrained the other pattern. And for a driver, it might be two inches. When he started doing that, he started hitting the ball better. And then, of course, he goes, okay, yeah, this is right for me. So I guess don't worry about my pelvic rotation. And I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, well, yeah, I, I, this, I'm hitting it better. This is more me. I'm going to do it this way. I'm like, yeah, well, what are you talking about pelvic rotation? I go, look, he increased it by 10 degrees. Mm-hmm. So even a player as good as he is and is in tune with what he does, an elite ball striker, a guy that's been at, you know, finished top 10 in the U.S. Open, he's been top 20 in green, uh, 12th in greens of regulation one year. Um, even a guy like that, when he focuses on one thing, it takes his eyes off other things. And just by getting him a better sequencing, it, it increased what he set out to increase while not thinking about it. And that's why they need teachers. That's awesome. And that's, but that's also a good story that there's a lot of different ways to get somebody to do something. And the art of coaching is to maybe refine other things that indirectly do some other things, right? 100%. You're, you need them to focus on the priority. I truly believe that the success in any lesson is the order of implementation, not the inf- The information, as you said, is good, right? If by and large, we are arguing about less things, right? So the information is good, but the order of implementation is critical to get them to do it, to get them to change. I'm writing that down. That was good. <laughs> Damn, Jake, you're on a roll today. I mean, this has been awesome. I mean, this is great stuff. Um, I love that. And I, and I agree with that too. Cause I, I mean, look, and with all these forces and verticals, I mean, I've seen, hell, I've seen 20 handicappers come in and their verticals are through the roof, but I mean, they can't break 90. They can't play defense. Right. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, what are we doing here? Right. You know, like let's get things in the right order. Okay. So his verticals went down, but he shot 78. Right. <laughs> you know, he's on his feet a little longer and stuff like that, you know? Uh, and, and as you know, you know, my, I mean, I'm outspoken probably too much, but like, I don't ever lean anybody on their lead side. You know, I think hell our jobs to teach you to get behind it. You know, it's a rotary sport trying to hit it, but like, uh, um, I love that. I agree with you on that sequence stuff. I th- and I think that's a huge deal. The better the player, the better the player. It's you know more about when they do it and how they do it than it is you know than it is with a you know with Joe and Mary six pack. 
Absolutely. It's, uh, well, you, you said uh, putting them on their lead side is the coward's way, I believe, and I wrote that down when you said it. Well, there's some people out there don't they don't like when I say that. It's all right. No, I love it. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it the, the funniest thing is the lateral, the rotational, the vertical, everything that people talk like wax poetic about and, and ad nauseum about. The funniest thing is if you get on your force plate or you get in your 3D suit, uh, and just isolate lateral, all right, the horizontal. Just isolate the rotation. Just isolate the vertical. What you'll realize is it doesn't take much to achieve the level that's achieved in the golf swing. Mm-hmm. Sasha McKenzie uh, made a comment that once you start jogging, you are putting more vertical force under each foot when you jog than you would ever in a golf swing. Pretty okay? crazy, Five huh? times. Five times as much. Just by going for a little brisk jog is more than uh, the vertical force in a golf swing. So if that's the case, these forces that we talk that are so, oh, you know, this, this guy is pushing up from the ground two times his uh, mass units and stuff like that. Actually, the, I just told you jogging is more. So mm-hmm. it doesn't take much to generate these things. It's more important in the time frame, which isn't a lot. So there, there's the key. Average golf swing is like 1.2 seconds, you know, 10 thousandths of a second from top to bottom to top of back swing to impact. You don't have a lot of time to ramp these up. Okay, so it, it's not the it's not the maximization of these forces necessarily. It is a time frame allowable for that player to see success. And case in point, like you said, everybody at Top Golf probably has a high amount of vertical force, <laughs> but uh, they've never even been on a they've never even been on a golf course. Correct. They have no skill. Jake, you're the best. <laughs> Continued success. Keep up all the great stuff. Appreciate you sitting in. We got to do this again. All right, brother. Thanks for having me. Long time coming. Uh, looking forward to seeing you at the show. Absolutely. This is Tony Ruggiero, and you've been listening to the Tour Coach Podcast on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show. If you like what you hear, there's always more of this content available for you wherever you get your podcast. You can hear all of my discussions. There's lots of them out there with some of the great people from around the game of golf. So go wherever you find your podcast, type in Tour Coach, or go to YouTube and type in the Dew Sweepers. Lots of content and help for your game. This show, as always, is brought to you by McConnell Automotive, Stokely's Midtown Garden Express, and special thanks to Shrixon Golf, Vineyard Vines, and Bushnell Golf for always keeping the Dew Sweepers in style and keeping them in front of you. And we'll be back next week with more help for your golf game.